0: Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze all of the films in the DC Cinematic Universe one individual minute at a time. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate.
1: And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows.
2: And my name is Rebecca Johnson. I am one of the co-hosts of Supergirl Radio, and you can find me on Twitter at DerbyKid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D.
0: Well, welcome back. It's great to have you.
2: Well, thank you for having me back.
0: Oh, Anytime. (laughs) Today we are talking about minute number one seventeen of Man of Steel, and uh, this minute's going to start out with uh, Feora gazing upon the oncoming U.S. aircrafts headed towards Black Zero, and then the minute's going to end uh, with the scout ship falling out of the sky after Cal had a hand in destroying it. hmm Exciting stuff in this. Minute. Oh yeah,
1: it's a really. Um, we you know we know Zack Snyder uh, is a huge Star Wars fan and so are we and we've been saying this for a while with pointing out all the star wars references and not and starting to think because uh some other people have been responding about it and it's starting to seem like not just us kind of connecting like forcing a connection like hey like that kind of reminds me of star wars like this um but maybe maybe it is kind of on purpose maybe those what are you
0: referencing what are you talking about
1: Uh, do you, do you not see a Star Wars reference in this minute? Blatant Star Wars reference? Yeah. I mean, trench run,
0: obviously, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's a little bit more of a bigger scale than that. Uh, maybe, okay. (laughs) Bigger scale as in it's a bigger torpedo, not going into a smaller hole. Smaller scale because it's not in space and it's just, you know, one spaceship and an aircraft.
1: So yeah, let me let
0: me. Go for, uh, what are you thinking, man? Here, am I just like, let me.
1: Am I I'll, I'll I'll give you some Star Wars notes. And... I'm not picking up what you're putting down. Okay, <laughs> so you got your trench run. You got your person who's gonna bomb the Death Star with the proton. Yes, bomb. sir. Okay, Darth Vader shows up in his TIE advance.
0: Oh, we're talking about the whole thing as a whole. All right, I didn't know if you were just trying to make Hold it a on. New section.
1: Not done. Takes out the wingmen. Mm-hmm. Okay, aims Both of them. aims at Luke. But then before he gets to fire, Han Solo shows up, uh, kind of yeah, takes out Darth Vader. Uh, and I think from the same angle as Superman. He says, Yahoo. Yeah, Superman <laughs> says the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. Superman says, you're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this things so you can go home. Yeah. But you see the reference here, right? Uh, yes, I do see the reference. Um, which, you know, someone else is bringing up, you know, because of the love of Star Wars that Zack Snyder has, then I started thinking, you know, are like, is this intentional? And is the trilogy that is Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice, and soon-to-be Justice League, is that going to mirror Star Wars, the original trilogy, if you think about it? Yeah, I'm thinking about it right now, just the two that we have. So far, I'm trying to think. Okay, so... It's you, pretty dang you, parallel. Is it? Yeah, especially the feel of both you could movies. say Return of the Jedi is like Return of the Heroes, mm-hmm. where it's like you know, yeah, de- man. You could say the death of Superman, yeah, man, parallels Han Solo frozen a carbonite, yeah, man. You could say someone loses a hand in Dawn of Justice because Doomsday loses a hand. <laughs> I'm serious. I like that.
0: There yeah. are yeah, maybe <clears throat> the second one's the most dark and somber one, and like you know, the bad guys win technically.
2: Well, Uh, Chris uh, Terrio did reference Batman v. Superman as Empire Strikes-like, so I think you guys are on to something.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I mean, this is is all true. Could be. (laughs) Now, what's that to say about future films? Not even just, you know, DC films and everything like that. You have any sort of film that comes out after uh, Star Wars and you know, they have like a sort of attack run on something like that,
1: is you just going to be like, oh, that's like Star Wars every time now? Every time, yeah. <laughs> you have to. I mean, it just it just is now. sets the bar. It did. It has. I think so. Sure. But I'll leave that out there. I'm sure someone will make a YouTube video where they just do side-by-side symbolism and allusions to Star Wars trilogy and the soon-to-be... DCEU trilogy? I'm not sure how you would reference that. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Justice League will seem like the return of the Jedi of. The Trinity trilogy. Trinity trilogy. Sure. <laughs> it would be a quadrilogy because Wonder Woman, right? Huh. Is that considered? Yeah, she does have her origin in there. Um, anyways, I'll leave that for you guys out there to, to think about. But yeah. Uh Feora does notice that the impending attack ship is coming. Um and then Do you like do you like her bangs? Always. You like I'm her bangs? I'm a fan of anything one? she does.
0: Yeah, they look like they could have used a little bit more product. I really liked it when it was all pompadoured up when it was put you know oh
1: yeah combed back. But this is that was st- past Feora. Yeah. This is still okay. I'm okay with this one still.
0: It was like two hundred year old Feyora. This is like two hundred year old like was three hundred. prime Aura. Yeah. Um well no, that was only thirty three years that they were in space. So. Twenty six years. When they were well, in 33, space. yeah, you're right. Yeah. When she had the calories. she was rocking the pompadour for thirty three years. In
1: space <laughs> where no one had a pompadour. She was the first. She's trendsetter. She was. And then she trendset the bangs, and then everyone else on the show. And then Zod was like, You're I'm gonna do that. It's exactly what he said. Yeah. that's how he says it. Um Yeah, so General Zod comes in, he's, Speaking of, doesn't he look a little too small for that suit? He's kind of a small man. Hey. No, really. When later on in the film, when he decides to fight without the armor, you're just like, hmm, (laughs) not really impressed anymore. It's not the first time he wasn't Mm -hmm. in armor. In the beginning, he was, you know. He He had armor back then. Yeah, but when he was
0: getting imprisoned, somatic reconditioning. Oh. He was yelling. Oh, yeah, you're you're kind of right, yeah. Anyway, the suit looked a little bit too big. He looked like a space marine, StarCraft.
1: Isn't that the point?
0: I probably... But just saying.
1: Hmm. Take it out, it's a green take everything out of the green screen, just a floating head. I don't wanna skip ahead with and talk over you guys. Did you guys have anything before I continue talking about the minute at hand or no, you guys I'm have just any? talking about the suit, man?
2: <laughs> well, one of my favorite things in this minute is that um cause we had previously talked in the previous minute about Hamilton seeming really calm. Well, in this minute he says Oh, uh, like so. Colonel Hardy comes in and he's like, "What is wrong? What is the, What is the holdup?" And I actually really like that because I think that shows good leadership skills. He, you know, he knew something was wrong, so he we went to go check it out. Anyway, so Hamilton's like, "Oh, it's just a slight setback," <laughs> and then yeah, right exactly. at, and then, and then right after he says "slight setback," one of the military jets is destroyed. <laughs> so I think <laughs> this is the minute when Emil Hamilton realizes things are going awry. Um, yeah. so he, he, he might take things a little more seriously moving forward after this because, uh, the danger has come to them now. So I, I just think that's really, and, you know, people always, uh, drag on, the, uh, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and some of these DCEU movies for not having any humor. Well, that makes me laugh, <laughs> you know, oh, it's just a slight setback, but oh, really there, the, uh, military jets are being destroyed. Uh, so I, I find that pretty humorous in a kind of a black comedy way, but I, I just enjoy that part of the minute.
0: It's true.
1: It would have been funny if the ship was blown up first and then he said that. Right. Uh, Just just taking that. It's a slight setback. It's all good here. Um, But yeah, so General Zod's coming in. And one of the things that I thought was kind of interesting is when General Zod, uh, you know, he's targeting uh, the C-17. Sure. He's he's targeting the ship. And what it does is, uh, from a film standpoint... They get Lois Lane to walk up the ramp to kind of get a closer look at uh, the scout ship, which you really don't need a closer look. You can obviously see that that scout ship is an enemy. Um, I'd be afraid the lasers are going to, like, directly go into that loading zone and just hit me. Probably. Right? Um, But I think this is a good film tactic because what it's doing is, as the the ship is targeting the C-17... Uh, you get kind of back and forth shots of General Zod and Lois Lane. So, as an audience, you're not thinking, or uh, it, it like changes up the psychology of like, oh, he's not trying to destroy the ship; he's going to destroy Lois Lane, and like it kind of gets in your in your mind. Like, she does know how to defeat them. Well, yeah, but it's like it, it adds more danger because like you care more about Lois Lane dying than you care about. Their plan being ruined or them dying, which sounds awful, but it's true because it's like she's such an important character. Like she needs to stay alive. And so I like that they kind of show close ups on her because you want the sense of danger on her. Like, oh, she's about to die. Yeah. So that's a good that's a good film tactic. And the th- same thing. I mean, they did the
0: same thing in the beginning of the movie when it went back and forth between Cal finding the scout ship and her having that
1: perilous mountain climb. Mm-hmm. You know, they do the same up. thing in A New Hope when they're showing Princess Leia right before they blow up Yavin 4, and then, you know, they finally destroy the Death Star and then they're safe. So they do that as well.
0: Where's Princess Leia?
1: On Yavin 4. What are they doing? Oh, yeah, they're in the control (laughs) room and everything. Yep, all right, I get you. Yeah. So when you show the person who's actually going to be affected by danger much emotional bond than rather just showing the planet itself that's about to get destroyed. Yeah.
2: And, And I like you... Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, 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 go ahead.
2: I like that you mentioned that because in this minute, uh, Zod says if you destroy this ship, you destroy Krypton, and Superman responds by saying Krypton had its chance, and I like that you you put that into perspective uh, with Lois versus General Zod because they are representative of Kal-El slash Clark Kent's choice that he has to make in this movie, whether he considers Krypton to be his heritage and his home or Earth is now his new home. And I think, in my opinion, in this minute is when he decides the answer to that dilemma. I think I think this, this minute is when he chooses Earth. And I think Lois represents Earth. And so I think that's a really cool way to look at it is that they are the, the two sides of his problem, Lois and General Zod. And, and he makes his choice in this minute. So I think that's a cool observation.
1: Well, she is his world
2: that is true (laughs) that is true
1: yeah no it's a good yeah i i would definitely agree that lois lane represents earth as a whole because it's a female figure yeah we've said that before yeah yeah Yeah, definitely uh and soon to be no 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 spoilers i'll stop right there (laughs) uh (laughs) Yeah, so Superman does come in. Like which s- looks amazing. Speeding bullet. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that shot. I think you like this whole segment here between Genozo absolutely zod and kal don't you? Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, this is one of the best things ever. Yeah, but I mean, just like him coming in, you've already seen. To me, one of my favorite things that Superman does is just like bullet through things like i just love it just like indestructible indomitable it's just like he just goes and he can do that and it's great is because he has to like you know use his different type of vision spectrum to realize like oh this if this thing's you know like fully robotic i can just tear right through this if this thing has someone controlling it or if this thing has like a soul or whatever then he pulls back so i don't think he's really figured that part out yet we did see him bullet through the world engine which you know was great it's an amazing tactic mm-hmm. but then when he's flying towards the ship you're already thinking like this guy's gonna just crash right into it like he's last ditch effort like i'm just going in not even like push it or laser it from the outside or punch it or anything like that he mm-hmm. just flies right in and then him landing like perfectly in front of zod but still that landing with like the crash and he's just like oh Ugh. He <laughs> falls back, and it's just like, "Oh man, this guy is angry. He knows what he's doing. He just went right in." I and love He's it. got the uh, he's got the laser eyes ready. Oh yeah, he's got the. I said here, write down, pause it at fifty three seconds at the minute, and it looks like I want that as a poster. Oh, see now you got to bring it up. I don't mean to do it right now, but you you know, okay? those of you at home, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, um, he looks amazing flying in. Again, one of the best things I did with this movie is
1: the flight sequences. It just it fits. It looks good. Um, like um, hold on, I just lost.
0: My I, it's okay. I do have a question that I yeah. want to bring up. So we do get Cal flying into the helm of the scout ship. Yeah, didn't we see this before? And it was all liquid geo. This was the liquid geo room that remember the chair went up and then yeah. So this like is, we, uh... this is confirming the the. That the uh, the viewport can change from its like regular view to liquid geo. Yeah, this... remember we said we had like had like a mapping system or something.
1: This room they were in when, because at one point Cal L flew this ship, but we didn't ever get to see him fly it. No, we, we just only saw got to the... see afterwards. We saw the captain's chair like rise up, disappear yeah. almost, uh, and that's when he first meets Jor El like formally. Um... So yeah, that is the same room. I was gonna say, um, General Zod, when he says "stop," if you destroy this ship, you destroy Krypton. And I got this sense of like he is intimidated or something because he sounds oh, yeah. like he's. It sounds <clears throat> like he's on the verge of like pleading or begging, and it looks it in his face yeah. too. Yeah, it's in his voice, and his eyes. It's like, dude, are you about to cry right now? It's like because he's like, yo if you destroy this ship he's like he's so like please don't do this which is crazy because general zod is always like the alpha predator like the alpha male and to like he knows that superman can destroy this ship
0: the most important thing to realize about that this ship this scout ship is the only thing that has the birthing chamber right. so oh, yeah his entire plan would be futile of of everything even though the world engine is down whatever they can you know he can still have that birthing chamber and you know oh, well, now Kryptonians have to suffer through years of torture like Cal did to, you know, uh, adapt to Mm -hmm. Earth. But still it has a birthing chamber. So that's where his, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, uh, pleading, but uh, I don't, what's the word for
1: it? No, I got you. You know what I mean? Like, Like that's where that comes from. That's where his, um, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's where his, uh, how how you say it, Eh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think he's kind of. I think he's desperate. I think there he's you go. He, he's That's he's he's, is, ple- he's pleading with him because because he he knows that this is it. So I yeah, there's a great close up of his face when he's like pleading with Cal not to do it. So yeah, I would agree. There there's something that changes with Zod in this minute.
0: Yeah, and this is it's. I was kind of. I'm not upset at this minute. It's one of my favorite minutes, but it feels like it should be hitting harder, especially with Zod pleading like how he is this mm-hmm. is a man that was has been so intimidating this entire movie and now we see like where his his mindset is and where his quote unquote feelings lie you know he's pleading to have this ship and the birthing chamber and the, and you know for Krypton to survive and then we also get Cal that has to make this final decision of what he's gonna do and the quote of Krypton had it's chance I feel like Yes, like, all these things are happening so fast, but it should have hit harder. It hit hard for me, but general audience, I think it just, like, went kind of by the wayside. Where it was like, okay, he's got to destroy this ship, but the real problem is the the Black Zero, which it's not. No. You know, the Black Zero can still, you can, you know, (laughs) fly any plane into there and, you know, destroy it and clean up the mess. But the birthing chamber in the scout ship is the most important thing right
1: now. And the world engine went just gone.
0: Well, yeah, once the world engine was gone, like, the whole the Black terraforming Giro and... The didn't and, even matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, they don't matter. Like, uh, oh, well, the Kryptonians have to suffer through years of torture to adapt. But now that the birthing chamber is going to be gone, that's, like, that's exactly the, the desperation that you need. And it's, like, the line that Krypton had its chance, it's, it's one of the most important parts of
1: this movie. There's only three times where General Zod, I could be wrong, but there's only three times where General Zod has, like, um, mentally been beaten or, like, psychologically. Like, if you take, like, this kind of example, like, in this scene where he's, like, pleading with uh el which is, like, a very non-General Zod thing to do, um, the other time was at the gas station, and, you know, he's kind of, like, he had to forfeit the battle because he's so oh, disoriented. Okay. But so, you know, Cal you know, kind of gotten under his skin twice. Um, I don't I don't uh, I don't think of like how he actually kills General Zod, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> as like a way of getting under his skin and kind of beating him. He just actually kills him then. But the third time is Lara Lorvan, where he's pleading with Lara Lorvan, please don't send that ship. Like Yeah. Again, if you send that ship, you destroy Krypton. And she does so anyways. So that's the third time. So the L family really, really doing it. So.
2: <laughs> I, and I like that because his whole thing is that he's been bred to uh, protect Krypton. So every time that you mention that he's he's been in that kind of mindset, it's because he it, he wants to protect Krypton or he wants to uh, make Krypton flourish. So I, I think that's a cool way to look at that.
1: Absolutely um so yeah that's when we get what i think is a very important line krypton had its chance yeah it's a pretty powerful line and you think that needs to hit harder
0: i just i I don't uh, i'm not trying to tell them how to make a movie mark (laughs) but it's almost like it should have been more of a harder hitting moment Mm -hmm. you know we get at the end of the week we get Oh no! It's actually going to go into next week. We get a we get a a fairly intimate moment that a little, in my opinion, lasts a little bit too long. Whereas something like this should
1: have lasted a second or two longer. Okay. Do you know I, what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think something that needs more tension is so. Cal uh, L uses his heat vision to basically, and I wrote this down. He literally dethrones General Zod.
2: Ooh, good yeah. one. Yeah.
1: He cuts the captain ship off of the, you know, basically the stem that's holding it to the ship. And, you know, General Zod falls off of it and the sh- the chair is broken. And I was like, wow, that is that is something. Yeah. And I, I feel like that gets overlooked. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, at that moment, you basically figuratively have General Zod on his knees and you you dethrone him and it's like, that's powerful, and yeah. with that line, like Krypton had a chance, like that whole little segment is on point, in my opinion. Um, but did you guys have anything else to add for today's minute?
0: No. Uh,
2: sure. I just really, I just really like the the moment when Superman flies in because it's right. So we see a close up of Zod; he's like throttling something, which I guess is like a. A way to have some sort of missile or some sort of some sort of uh, targeting system to attack the jet. So he he sort of throttles it forward, and Superman comes in, and he actually causes the ship to move to, so that it will miss. Uh-huh. And I really like that. There's a nice little attention to detail in terms of uh, showing how Superman prevents Lois and Hamilton and Hardy from going down at that very moment. So yeah. I, th- I think I think that kind of thing is really cool.
0: It's like reverse death star he goes he goes up with the throttle instead of boo.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, there you go
0: that's
1: yeah. another one yeah. add it to the list, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make this thing we're gonna create that <laughs> YouTube video that will get like two hundred views and three dislikes.
0: We didn't get this targeting <laughs> system noise in the beginning when the uh they were targeting the space baby cow ship bomb.
1: you saw you heard it though, right
0: the no it doesn't I mean, I heard it in this minute, but in the beginning it doesn't do it, he's I mean, like target that ship.
1: Yeah, and then does it?
0: Does it do do that in the
1: beginning? Yeah, it does like a the chirping, the power up. It does. Yeah, one of those things. Yeah,
0: it does. Does it? I don't remember. We're
1: just arguing. (laughs) No, it does do it because I wanted to. I didn't want to make a note of it, but I was like. That that went in line with the oh it's targeting Lois Lane not the ship kind of thing. Like, no, I know and, it
0: made it in this minute, but in the beginning of the movie when we saw him try to target the space baby cow ship bomb. Oh, did it on make Candor. the tar- yeah? It
1: was a different ship. I don't care.
0: Targeting <laughs> systems are targeting systems. Shouldn't okay, they be universal. Sure, yeah. They have one one key that goes into every single USB port on Krypton. They can't have a universal targeting system, noise.
1: I mean, you're right. You're. Shh.
0: Sure. Aesthetics, Mark. Aesthetics. Let's end this episode. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, Rebecca,
0: and, and, did
2: you have... Oh, I, one, one thing that I would like to mention really quickly is that I I kind of have this minute on a loop, and I noticed that uh, when Superman is flying, there's a shot of him flying in, and you see him over the water of Metropolis. And now, thinking about it in terms of Batman v Superman, Donald Justice... That sort of makes sense now. It sort of ties those two movies together where Metropolis and Gotham City are separated by a body of water and they have to get on a ferry to go to each city. So I sort of like that watching Man of Steel now after having seen Batman v Superman and sort of connecting those dots that there is a body of water that they established in this movie uh, to separate both of those cities.
1: Uh Uh-huh, I see what you're saying. You're like so that the geography is accurate by the time Dawn of Justice shows up and you're not just like like they had to create uh, the extension like kind of as an afterthought like that that body of water already exists.
2: Yeah, like I don't know if they thought about that when they made Man of Steel, but I can sort of buy it now when going back and looking at Man of Steel.
1: I know that it is supposed to, uh, although shot in Chicago, it's supposed to mimic New York. Um. So maybe they included like the <clears throat> Hudson River as like an idea.
0: I don't. I don't know. It's just always, in my opinion, it's just always been a thing that Metropolis and Gotham were separated by the bay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We know that. But she's saying that, you know, when this film came out, they they were still questioning whether they were going to connect sure. that universe. Yeah. So, they couldn't. They they could have not had that body of water and it could have just been all city all, as far as the eye can see <laughs> yeah sure no i, I see you do was...
0: get the body of water when they're flying in the in the in the c-17 f-4 f-6 for thousand 3, jet super powered by Nerf. baby cal <laughs> spaceship
1: bomb carrying plane exactly that's what it's called you nailed it that's that's the specification that's what it says (laughs) in the art of the film book (laughs) if we go to that website that
0: crystal beth told us about that's its designation
1: yep that's exactly what it is uh but yeah that's all i had uh do you have any more things to add no sir
2: yeah i think that's gonna do it do it for me it's a cool minute of uh seeing different perspectives from Zod's ship and and some awesome faora stuff so good minute all around
0: maybe someone can again fan-made youtube videos of having the vantage point trailer but mix in these scenes
1: just a vantage point trailer
0: yeah you remember when it showed like the wait different...
1: there's a vantage point type video of Donna justice and man of steel with this whole event
0: i know there's a side-by-side video but like i'm talking about like the dramatic when it shows everybody's perspective okay Did you ever see that movie
1: hold on because <laughs> wait is it in this one or is it
2: No, it's not the next one.
1: It's in. When we get get to Thursday, I have some stuff to talk about with stuff like that. But we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. Uh, If you love everything you heard, definitely check out Supergirl Radio, Justice League Universe podcast, where um, Rebecca contributes to that as well. Um, If you're looking for uh, another cool podcast that Nate and I do, we also do Tarantino Minute, where we talk about reservoir dogs one individual minute at a time. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.